want you to look at somebody and say, you are a work in progress. 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 And I, point to yourself, let's do this. I am a work in progress. For you husbands and wives, that helped a lot. Because I know when you're pointing at each other saying, you are a work in progress, that don't always go over good. Amen. Sometimes my wife will let me do something and she won't speak. She'll let me say it, you know. Or she'll say it and say, you be quiet. You are a work in progress. We're works in progress. You know, when I started my house several years ago, I started this house, and, and I remember when they, when they came in and dug up the dirt, and they, and they created the foundation, and they rolled all the, all the lumber out into the yard. It sure enough didn't look like a house. It, it, it didn't resemble a house at all. I mean, I saw no resemblance of a house at all. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, I've also been in environments where, where a house, uh, you know, was uh, under maybe attack by weather or whatever. And when you see it, it's all tore up and they're going to try and put it back together. You know, it, it's got boards all over the ground and stuff is all tore up. And, and it doesn't look like that it's, that, that it's going to be a house. Matter of fact, sometimes all you see are framing members or, or, or whatever. And then they begin to frame it up. But even during the framing process, as they begin to frame it up, it doesn't even look like a house then. Sometimes it's just boards holding boards, and, you know, maybe there's just one or two in the corner. It, it took weeks for me to see uh, the lumber come in together in this house and the roof members go on, and, and literally months to see all of that happen. But, th but from the time that we started the dirt on the ground and we, we cut the soil up and started putting the bricks down, there was a plan that was in place. There was a plan, and that plan that was there uh, had, had a design that was set that when they finished with all that wood that was on the ground and all those, all those pieces of plywood and all the stuff that was there, all the plumbing pieces, when, when they got done, if they followed that plan, it was going to look like that plan. It was going to turn into a finished product, but all the way till it was a finished project, it was a work in progress, and Lord, was it a work in progress. And sometimes it would rain and, and the progress would halt. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, uh, the contractor would mess up and they'd have to, have to redo it or whatever it was. But it was still a work in progress. And that's our lives today. Our lives are a work in progress. You and I are progressing somewhere. We're headed towards a finished product. But I've got news for you. No one in this room, not one of us today, is the finished product. Amen. Look at somebody and say, you ain't done yet. <laughs> You're not done yet. And see, what's so, what's so difficult about this is as we're growing and as we're moving and as we're progressing, you know, there are all kinds of things that come up around us and all kinds of people that make judgments about us. How many of you had people judge you in the midst of your progress? Come on, somebody shout out amen. Amen. You're not done yet. 
You're not complete. You haven't matured yet. You haven't reached full maturity. You're not where you're going to be. You're where you are. And so people will stand in criticism and stand in judgment over you. And they will look at you and pick you apart and deal with you. And they will despise you. And some will hate you. And some will talk about you. And some will discuss you. And some will speak evil about you. But they don't know you're not done yet. Somebody shout out, I'm not done yet. And there were times in the midst of my construction I wasn't sure we were ever going to get done. Somebody say amen. You might look right now at your situation and think, I don't know if it's ever going to be finished. Come on, somebody shout out amen. Right in the midst of this, you may have been done wrong and evilly. I mean, the devil will come. He said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil will come to steal from us and kill and destroy. But you've got to realize something. Even though there may be tragedy within the, within the progress, you're still not done yet. In about 1986, I remember I, I, my mom and dad were pastoring a church in Hughley, Alabama. And uh, right in the middle of the service, a man fell over dead. Had a heart attack right there in the middle of the service. And, of course, they brought him to the front of the church and it's one of those good Holy Ghost churches and you know of course some folks started laying hands on him praying and some other folks went and called 911 which you should do about the time the ambulance got there and they declared him dead and he had died on the floor uh, some of them ladies and some of them good old men got up there and said in the name of Jesus I command you to live and do you know that within just a few minutes of the ambulance declaring him dead, he came back to life right there in the middle of that service? This is back in 1986. How many know God can resurrect things that are dead? Tonight you might be sitting in the middle of this room and everything looks so bleak and it looks like you're overcome and that there's no way out. The Bible says there's a way out. There is a way out. Look at somebody say, there's a way out. God has an answer for your problem. He's got a, a solution for your situation. Somebody say amen. It does not matter what the, the situation is. It does not matter what the challenge is. God is not small. God is big. And he's so big that no thing can stand against God. No person. No personality. When we get in faith together. When we start hooking up together with God, God can change anything. God can turn around anything. Say anything. anything. I don't care if it's the worst marriage. That's right. That's right. Amen. I don't care if you're headed to the divorce court. Oh, I wish somebody would shout out amen. amen. Somebody said, well, I've already been there, Pastor Steve. I've already got a divorce. Well, start over, and the next time, don't do it. Make up your mind. You're never going there again. You're never going to do that. And then right now, if this is your first time around, don't mess up this time. Stick the thing out. Somebody say amen. amen. I can tell you, after 17 years, see, my first year was nothing but pure H-E-double-L. Oh, I know everybody else had a perfect marriage in year one. And none of y'all had any problems with, with your spouse in year one. Uh, but my wife and I didn't have that problem. I didn't know if we were going to survive. I didn't know how in the world we were going to make it. I was talking to a young lady in my office the other day. She was telling me some things, and, I, and I, I tried to tell her, well, don't feel so bad. We did some of that too. Now, this is 17 years ago, so if I tell on myself, I ain't there now. Somebody say, he ain't there now. 
I'm not there now. So when I tell you these stories, don't hold it against me. Somebody say amen. I've already grown. Hallelujah. Remember, I'm a work in progress. That's what I used to be. That's not what I am now. Somebody say amen. But I gave myself permission to do some things. Isn't it interesting? Let me say this to you. Some of the folks, just listen to me. Just listen to me. If you can get along with folks at work and treat them kindly and then come home and yell and scream at your wife, you got a control problem. You can call it whatever you want to. My wife hit me up the other day. She said, I was in there crying with some girl, and we were praying together and all that stuff. And when I got home, I started yelling at her. She said, how is it you can go in your office and cry with her and yell at me? <laughs> I went straight to the closet. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, heavenly. Come on, don't act like you got enough. I remember Brother Paul. I love Brother Paul. Can I talk about you, Brother Paul? I remember when he came out. When he came out of brain surgery, he had a condition called lobish. And it was a condition where he could just turn on and turn off anger. It's kind of a, it was a kind of a uh, situation. And when he'd go home and be with Rebra, he'd have meanness. Just be mean. Just as mean as you could, just as mean as a snake. And then when he got around me, I never saw any of that meanness. I didn't see any of it. I didn't see any at all. He was just as kind. He'd do anything I said. What would you like, Pastor? Anything. What would you, can I do for, what can I do for you? Then he'd go home and tell you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Satan had come out in the house, you know. I remember Reaver came to me. She said, Pastor Steve, you got to pray for me. This has either got to change or I'm out of here. She probably hate me for telling it. I shouldn't tell it. But you know, we've all been there. Come on, don't act like you're so saintly. And y'all ain't never been there. What it was, was is Paul had the ability to turn on and turn off his activities. Folks, if you can go, and listen, I'm just being real honest. If you can go into your workplace and get along with them and you ain't screaming at them and hollering at them, then you coming home and doing it to your spouse and your children means you just decided to do it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Take it out. No, you got to discipline yourself. But look at somebody and say, I ain't done yet. You're not finished yet. You're not complete. You're not complete. You got plenty of time to grow. You got time to fix it. You got time to correct it. You got time not to do that. Somebody say amen. You don't have to live like that. You can fix that problem. You can decide to man up or woman up and not do all that stuff. How many know women yell just as bad as men do? Oh, don't be looking at all the women like, uh-oh, he done hit me. I've seen some downright rude and nasty women. Disrespectful to their husband. He comes home. She treated the lawyer she works for great. She went in, got all fancied up, put on makeup, looked all hot. So truth did anything he said. Went and got him coffee. Did everything she could do for, for her, her boss. And then come home and say, get your own food. No, we got to start treating our house like Jesus. All of us have got to start acting like Jesus. But look at somebody and say, I'm not done yet. I'm still a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. God is working. Man, I am preaching real good tonight. Amen. Somebody shout out amen. amen. 
No, we got to start having Jesus in the house. Somebody say amen again. I like it. God has a blueprint. And there is a blueprint for our lives that we're supposed to be at, we're supposed to turn out like God intends for us to turn out. And there's a blueprint for success that will produce the house God intends for you and I to be. And it starts with the Word of God. You know, if we can just get in the Word of God, I said this earlier in, in, my, in my offering teaching. Folks, some of y'all just need to get in and read your Bible 30 minutes a day. What a change would happen if you'd just read your Bible 30 minutes a day. I mean, that just the minimum. Of, I mean, if you take the time, the same amount of time, I heard somebody say this today, if you just take the same amount of time you took on Facebook to read your Bible... I mean, you ain't even got to get off Facebook. If you stay on Facebook an hour, spend an hour with God. (laughs) What it would do for our lives. Maybe our Facebook page might be cleaner. Maybe it might have less doubt and unbelief in it. Well, you can get on some doubt and unbelief in a Facebook page. Have y'all ever read these things? I, you know what's interesting to me? I'm just going to say this just while I'm at it. Just, I'm just thinking about it. You know, I'm just preaching right off the cuff at the moment. There's no real message here. But I'm going to preach it anyhow. <laughs> Have you ever seen the negative post? So-and-so did something to so-and-so and such and such. They must like, people like that by the hundreds. John, I'm talking about by the hundreds. And then you put on there, the Lord is good and his mercy endures there. Like one one, one like. Y'all ever seen? You write this diatribe of spiritual epitaph, and you, you're just giving all this wonderful, uh, amazing value to people's lives, and, and people are sharing their thoughts about God. And you, and and, and one like. That's it. One. That's all I like it. One like. I, I'm wondering if maybe we ought to change our priorities a little bit, instead of talking about Sally and Susie. There's a blueprint. And you know, I want to say something else. Don't let anybody else work from another plan in your life. You can't let anybody else with a different plan work on your plan. You let somebody come in, they're working off a different blueprint. And you're going to get something messed up in your house. Somebody say amen. The construction isn't going to come out right. No, you've got to find out the blueprint for God. You know what, what I have in my marriage, and I have a wonderful marriage, it won't work for you. It won't work for you. I could tell you all about it and all the good things. I could tell you how we manage money. And you might could pick something up from it, but it won't work for you. But if you'll wait on God and find out what God says, you'll find out what will work for you. You've got to work from the blueprint that God gave. I, 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 wanna, I want you to read this, Romans 8.28. I believe this scripture with all of my heart. I don't kind of believe it. I don't sort of believe it. I absolutely believe it. Romans 8, 28. And we know. And we know. (laughs) See, I don't sort of believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. And we know that all. I want you to look at somebody and say all. All. 
He didn't say some. That all things work together for the good. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how many people are upset with you. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me about what everybody has said about me. Because I have a promise from the Lord in this scripture. That no matter what I am facing today, and no matter how bad it got or how good it was, that all things, not some of them, but every single thing that I have gone through, every challenge that I have faced, every failure in my life, every success in my life, God said is going to work out for my good. God will take it and turn it around. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, I wish you'd shout amen right there. Because right now the devil would love you to believe that you're never going to make it. That it ever ain't ever going to work out. And that things are so bleak and so dark and so bleak. And, and, so, and the storm is too big. But I tell you, no matter how big the storm, no matter how difficult the time, all things work together for the good. God's going to fix it. God's going to turn it around. God is going to see me through it. God is going to help me. God is going to shine light on it. God's going to make a way. God is going to make a path. God is going to open the window. God is going to do it. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Glory to God. Somebody said, why are you shouting? Because something's bubbling up on the inside of me. You got to understand right in the middle of the storm, right in the eye of the hurricanes of life, right in the center of the terrible situation, God has already determined that in the end, it's going to work out for your good. In the end, God's going to turn it around. In the end, God has a, he's the way maker. He's the way maker. God is the way maker. I'm often reminded, and I'll finish. i got to close. I, I don't want to go too far over, but listen. Listen to this. Just listen to this. 2 Corinthians 11, 22 through 29. As I thought and today, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, there's a challenge going on in my life right now. Something I'm not happy about. I can't fix it. I'd like to fix it. There's something I would like to correct that can't be corrected at the moment. And then I thought about how, how much that really mattered in the scope of things if I was one of the guys that was kneeling on the, on the dock that they were about to shoot in the back of my head. I wondered just how, how much that really mattered. I wonder how much some of these things we've made a big big deal and called it so big that we, you know, I mean, I mean, because we sometimes make the problem bigger than the God we serve, when I know for a fact God's always bigger than the problem. I'm really sure of it. I, I'm absolutely positive that God is bigger. Greater is he. Somebody say greater. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am absolutely, unequivocally, positively knowledgeable that God is greater than every single problem. And really, how big of a problem is it in comparison? And then I think about Paul. Listen to Paul. In 2 Corinthians 11, he says this, 
So, uh, are, are, are there Hebrews among us? He said, so am I. Are there Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundantly. In stripes, above measure. Means he was whipped with a whip immeasurably. I don't know how many times that was, but can you imagine his experience with the Lord? He was whipped to points of unconsciousness. Whipped. In prisons more frequently. He wasn't locked up because he was a thief. He was locked up because he believed in Jesus. In the depths. Oft. In other words, I floated in the sea from shipwrecks. While I was going on my missionary journeys, I was in the sea, in the deep, in the dark. Not like today where there were lights on the shore and ships in the shipping lanes. No, this man was in the deep, in the dark, oft, oft. Stripes above measure, prisons frequently, death, death. Uh, deaths off. The Jews five times received I 40 stripes save one. 39 stripes five times. Thrice I was beaten with a rod. Once I was stoned. I can't remember the last time I had a good stoning. Stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and the day I, I have been in the deep. This is where I was at before when I said death, but deep. In journeyings oft, perils of water, perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, perils by heathen, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings oft, in hunger, in thirst, in fastings oft, in cold and nakedness, and besides those things that are without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of the churches. Who's weak? <laughs> oh, I just don't know if I'm going to make it my job so hard. Oh, I'm not making fun of it. <clears throat> because everything that you and I go through is serious at the moment we go through it. It's a real challenge. But I tell you not anything you're going through cannot God fix. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Glory to God, I got to say it again. My God is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly above all that I can ask a thing. So, what I want, God has better. God has already thought it higher. I'm a work in progress. I'm not finished yet. My marriage isn't finished yet. My children aren't finished yet. 
you go ahead and judge me now, you'll make a mistake. Because what you think about me right now, that's just where I am with the wood on the ground. Wait till you see the finished product. Wait till you see what I'm going to look like when God be done with me. Ha! Yeah, I just don't know when I've had a good stoning. Who is weak? I'm not weak. Who, who is offended? <laughs> who is offended? I, I can't even imagine. I want us to conclude with this. I want you to turn over to 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. And this is Paul's description of everything that I just read to you. For that which cause we faint not, but through our, though our outward man perishes. Oops, that's the wrong one. Yes, that's the right one. The outward man perishes. The inward man is renewed day by day. For our light. <laughs> for our light afflictions, which are but for a moment, work for us. Work for us. Work for us. They work, all things work together for the good. Oh, I wish you could get this tonight. It doesn't matter who's talking about you. You're not done yet. It, it, it don't matter what's come against you. You're not a completed product yet. God hadn't finished with me. You may say, well, you don't, I don't like you, so what? Wait, you might, you might like me in a little while. When God's done with me, you might like me. They work for us more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Folks, I want to encourage you tonight. I want to tell you something. Don't you let the devil beat you up and tell you there's no way out. I'm pulling up my pants. This is a good thing, y'all. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. I know y'all are getting aggravated with me pulling up my, my but, but let, me, let me tell you something. I have lost me some weight. I'm, I'm, I am losing me some weight. I'm almost down 32 pounds right now. Somebody say amen. I, I, I'm going. Because I, I, I made up my mind. I, I've had enough. I have had enough. You see, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I'm taking this by force. God cares about my weight because I want to live and play with my kids until they have kids. Somebody say amen. Then I want to play with their kids. So today you might be sitting in this room and you might be on the verge of finality. You might have come to the point where you're ready to chuck in the towel. Go around one more time. I'm just saying, just go one more time. Just go one more time. I don't know what it was like for the children of Israel to march around the walls of Jericho. They seemed impassable. But on the seventh time, on the seventh day, when they began to shout... The thing that seemed impenetrable, the thing that seemed impassable, God broke that thing, glory to God, and set them free. I tell you today, go around one more time. Go around one more time. Just go one more time. Just keep on stepping. Just keep on a stepping. Just keep on stepping. Say, God, I don't see it today, but I know you said that you're going to do it. I know you said you're going to do it. Father God, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on marching. I'm going to keep on stepping. I'm going to keep on going, Lord, because you said you're going to do this thing. You said you're going to do this thing. How many believe God doesn't lie? All things work together 
for the good. I believe it. How many believe it tonight? Who's been encouraged at least a little bit? 